0: The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cincinnati Bengals 16-10. to 10. We'll talk about how they did it, if the offense actually improved despite the low scoring. It's their first 400-yard game total offense since 2020. To do that, I talk with Ray Fittipato. He's still in Cincinnati as we record this episode. We'll talk about the offense, it, with the defense, how it continues to hold teams to, to 20 points or less, and a new look at that playoff pitcher that's looking very friendly for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's the North Shore Drive Podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive Podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello and welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Ray Fittipaldo. We're both of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Find all our written work at post-gazette.com, including Ray Fittipaldo's uh, report card grades that you can find right there, as well as all of the work that our team did while covering this game in Cincinnati, the Steelers won 16-10. We're going to break down a lot of different elements of that win on today's show. As always, you can find the show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. And this show is sponsored by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. When you go to Mike's Beer Bar, you know that you're going to be treated to a special experience. They have over 20 televisions to watch any sporting event that you could want to watch. And they have over 500 different available beers, 300 of those beers being from the local area and 80 of those local beers being available on tap, and they're being switched out every single week so that you can get new options every time you go there. Go to Mike's Beer Bar today. You could also order a steak on a stone meal. They're an amazing place on them. More on them later. Ray, let's talk about this Steelers win because the offense at the end of the day still just scored 16 points, and that's even technically lower than their 16.6 per game average going into this game. But they also gained over 400 yards, 421 to be exact, and Kenny Pickett, I thought this was the smoothest. We've seen him 24 of 33, 278 yards, and he distributed the football. looked like he understood a plan of attack in this game. Did you Do you think the offense actually took a step forward, or was this just them taking advantage of a bad defense?
1: No, I, I definitely think there was a lot of good that came out of this game. I mean, Kenny Pickett attacking the middle of the field, Kenny Pickett, throwing to his tight ends. I mean, Pat Fryermuth was, was really, really good in this game. We haven't seen that Pat Fryermuth since the end of last season. So, um, you know, I think the main difference and the players talked about this in the locker room after the game, there was a different rhythm in Mike Sullivan's play calling. Um, and that gets the offense into a different rhythm and they weren't necessarily bashing Matt Canada. They were just acknowledging that there was a different feel for this game. So, you know, I thought Mike did a really, really good job, um, got Kenny into the game early. And, you know, even though they stumbled and there was a miscommunication with Deontay on another third down and they only had three points at halftime, it just felt different. And then in the second half, you know, they, Chris, they, they finally come through, they get that touchdown drive, they possess the football, mm-hmm. and they, they get two other field goal drives. So. Really, really good second half, but I think overall, from start to finish, I agree with you. This was Kenny's um, probably his best game. I think the Raiders game was pretty good, but probably his best game. And I think most definitely, from a yards perspective, the offensive uh, best game overall.
0: And another perspective you brought it you brought it up there time of possession. The Steelers at this point, they had only had two games where they won the time of possession. And both times, it was barely, it wasn't even 31 minutes. Because, you know, 60 minutes of football, you need at least 30 plus to get it. Both of those other games were 30 minutes and some change. Never even 31 minutes. This game, 37 minutes and 17 seconds with the football. That let the Bengals only have the ball for 22 minutes and 43 seconds. That is a big difference in winning the game. The Steelers also went 8 of 17 officially in third downs. One of those third downs was Kenny Pickett kneeling down at the end of the game. They really went 50% on third downs. That is a huge part of this, of this win, just as much as the defense, and we'll get to them in a minute. But to me, Kenny Pickett being able to understand the plan of attack, going through his reads, finding different guys, getting the ball there. And, then of course, we got to talk about Najee Harris in the run game, them getting going too. All of that played into this defense not having to continue to take the field. And how many times have you covered the Steelers, Ray, when they've had to keep taking the field and keep taking the field, and then all of a sudden, like the Browns game last week, the, a quarterback that shouldn't be beating you finds a couple passes late in the game, and then you lose to lose to that team. Yeah. I, I think that, that, that that's where the offense deserves credit, and T.J. Watt even gave them credit for how much he got to sit on the bench in this game.
1: Yeah, and I failed to mention Najee Harris's best game, probably too. Yeah. Um, he finished with 99 yards. He had 100, and then he had a negative run that got him back down to 99. But he ran really hard today. I thought he hit the hole really well. Wasn't the best game for Jalen Warren. You know, usually it's it's Jalen who has the better yards per carry average. But uh, Najee had two runs of 20 yards or more. Um, he's had seven of those this season, Chris. Yeah. Um, so he, he's been more explosive this season. And, uh, you know, we talked about the missed opportunities for the offense in the first half. You know, Jalen Warren fumbles that football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deontay Johnson uh, drops a touchdown pass. Um, so there's, you know, seven or three points taken off the board there because you turn it over after you drop a touchdown pass. Um, there were penalties in, in this game that that kind of killed drives. Um, there were uh, holding on punt returns that set them back, um, you know, further than they should have been. So... When you take into account all the, you know, mistakes on the periphery, things that you can potentially clean up, I think there's a lot of potential, you know, that things can get better. Now, I, I, I know this was Cincinnati. They're one of the worst defensive ranked teams in the NFL. I get it. But just from the way it looked and felt out out, out there today, Chris, um, you know, I think there's definitely some things that uh, the Steelers can build on.
0: I agree. I agree when you, when you look at that and your point on – 20 yards i don't have the the numbers for all the nfl players of 20 yard runs or more but 15 yard runs or more he had nine coming into this week that was tied with saquon barkley derrick henry tony pollard and jameer gig jameer gibbs for most in the end for for second tied or third most in the nfl behind most certain mccaffrey who had 11 this today he got two more of those runs so he would have 11 depending on how the rest of the nfl did He could be tied for first place, probably not maybe just in second place, but still really impressive stuff from Najee Harris. Like you said, I thought he ran hard and you saw that that there was a plan. He understood it. And I think that's where this comes back to is, you know, everyone's going to talk about Matt Canada and his first game being gone at 400 yards. And then, but there's 16 points and all this stuff. But I thought the biggest takeaway was, the Steelers looked like they understood what their plan was going into this yeah. game. Like like they Kenny Pickett knew where he was going with the ball. The offensive line knew what they needed to do to try to get get, uh, get Najee Harris key yards and key situations and that can be the difference maker of confidence and making plays in big moments. And sure like you said the, the 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 Johnson drop which however you feel about it if it was a catch I thought live it was a drop. I know CBS said that Mike Tomlin should have challenged it. And sure, you know, I think he should have, but he said he didn't see it enough or something like that. I think you could could say that. But either way, you hold on to the football there, you score a touchdown, or Jalen Warren doesn't fumble in his situation. The Steelers might win this one going going away. And there were other opportunities throughout the game where I think just miscues here and there prevented them from building a bigger lead at different points. But you can't deny, like like you and I are, are pointing out here, Ray, it looked structurally better. They looked more confident. They gained. They gained more yards. And if that can continue, if they can build from this platform and make less of those key mistakes, this can be an offense that does put up points. And they've got the Cardinals and the Patriots the next two weeks at home to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, two game road trip against AFC North foes. You know, you want to come out of there two and zero, oh, but you're one and one, and uh, you know. <laughs> I got a feeling they'll probably look back on that Browns game and you know they'll regret that at some point. But you know what's in front of you now? Two home games, two very winnable home games. I know the Cardinals got their doors blown off today against the Rams. Uh, Patriots uh, didn't look good again in that game against the Giants. So these are two very winnable games where you can you know sort of start stacking wins until that tough uh, you know final month or so of the season. So. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I think overall, too, one, thing, one more thing to point out um, about this offense, one of the weird stats of the season. Okay. First, time all, first time all year, you have 100 yards rushing and 200 yards passing in the same game. Now, that, that's hard to believe they didn't achieve that in the first 10 games, but there was balance there, right? You know, we've seen yes. the run game be really good, the pass game stink, and, and vice versa. This is the first time all season where it actually looked like you were a competent offense, both passing and running, running the football.
0: I'm right with you. I think that that's the biggest thing. And I think that's the biggest thing the Steelers have needed all season. You look at the Eagles Eagles and the way that they win and they want a great battle against the Bills yeah. just before we recorded this. But uh, the Eagles, the way they win is with balance. Jalen Hurts makes plays, but so does DeAndre Swift. They win, they win on the on the on the on the ground and in the air. Spectacular stuff from them. Not saying the Steelers are even close to the Eagles right now, but I think that's the kind of offense you want to you want to strive for in today's NFL. Both ways hurting opponents. Finding ways to do it. I think there, there is the potential for that. We got to talk about the Steelers' defense, though, because as good as the offense looked at times with moving the ball, the Steelers' defense put some clamps down on a on a team that they were supposed to. They shut down the run, got after the quarterback, made some big plays. And we'll talk about how they're doing that, even with some key backups playing in in, in certain spots. That more here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post, because that Chris Carter and Ray Fit Apato, but first. Want to remind you, this show is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh, and I do mean that. I love going to Mike's Beer Bar. You go there, and if you're ever looking to cut to watch a game, whether it's college basketball, college football, you got both. You got conference championships coming up. You want to catch one of those big games? There's no better place to go to than Mike's. There's going to be so many different things to watch, as well as hockey, uh, you know, NBA, other NFL games. It's an amazing place. And when you're there, you can try one of their 500 different available beers. 300 of those beers are from the local Western Pennsylvania area, and 80 of those local beers are available on tap, so you can keep trying them all the time and finding new new looks. You can do one of the flights that we we always go over, a Friday flight every Friday episode that we do here on the North Shore Drive podcast. It's such an amazing experience. You go there, or you can get their food, steak on a stone. It's an amazing option where you bring your choice, cut of steak, and every, and it's brought on a heated stone so that every time you cut off a piece, you press it into the stone, and it. you choose how well you want done every single bite of steak. It's an amazing place. Go to Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. When you get there, tell them Chris sent you back here on the north shore drive podcast from the pittsburgh post-gazette chris carter ray fitipaldo all right ray let's talk about this defense here because sure you could say they faced another backup quarterback and blah 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 but the steelers have yet again gone into a game And held a team to 20 points or less in today's NFL where the offense has been prioritized. That is now seven straight games dating back to their win over the Ravens back in early October. So we're talking about they will have gotten through uh, after the first of October and their loss to the Texans. They will have gotten through almost two entire months without allowing more than 20 points to an NFL team. I truly think that is remarkable and speaks a lot to the preparation that this group is is putting on, is putting showing in their work on the field.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Chris. When you look at it, they've had to overcome a lot of injuries to make that happen. I mean, we, we've talked the last couple of weeks about, you know, the season-ending injuries at inside linebacker. Today you saw backup safety Trenton Thompson yep. make one of the biggest uh, plays of the game. I mean, at that point the Steelers were losing – They were driving in Steelers' territory, big third down play, and he intercepts the ball, and that leads directly to the Steelers' go-ahead touchdown and lead. They would never relinquish after that. So, you know, Trenton Thompson has done it. Um, Michael Walker has done it the last couple of weeks. I know Alandon Roberts was a a starter, but, I mean, he's in a bigger role now.
0: Much bigger role.
1: He's playing great. I mean, he's had – uh, team high six tackles today so they've dealt with a lot of issues in terms of injuries and um, you know guys being on the lineup and to to still hold teams to 20 points or fewer for for basically um, you know two months straight that, that's quite the feat and uh, they're gonna need it because we just talked about the offense still having to iron some things out you know I think the offense can and should get better with Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner at the helm now but You know, Chris. If this team's going to go anywhere um, over the final six weeks of the season and get into the playoffs and do some damage in the playoffs once they get there, this defense is going to have to continue to hold teams down, hold them to twenty points or fewer. That's going to be the formula for them to win games in December and in January as well.
0: Going into this game, I believe they were they they had a uh, um, they had they were giving up an average of eight point six eighteen point six points per game still a great rate that had them at 7th in in the NFL um so when i look at that i see actually no excuse me if the steelers are they're 7 and 4 no so that is accounting for their most recent game so i'd be intrigued to see we see some of these teams out here like the browns that are ahead of them that didn't have their their last game count against them i think the steelers there's a chance they could end up as technically a top 5 defense uh when all is said and done with uh this football with this football weekend but either way they are limiting teams to points and another aspect of this that, Ray, that I think goes into uh, into coaching and adjustments and things like that, the Steelers are one of the best second-half defenses in the NFL. Going into this game, they were giving up an average 7.4 points in the second half all season long. That was third-best in the NFL, and they allowed only three points in this game. So that average will come down a little bit. They only allowed three points in the second half a last game, I believe, as well. So this is a team that you may find a way to hurt them early on in, in, a, in a in a weird way or in a way that like fits your structure but they find ways to adjust and give their offense a chance and that's where i think there is a real potential for the steelers to be a dangerous team late in the season here because if this offense is can figure something out if you can see them take a step forward you know the passing game realize what they're actually supposed to be doing kenny pickett playing just Better football, just taking what's there, the run game, continuing to bully people. They've now run for 150 yards for four straight games. And you balance that with this kind of defense, yeah. that is a team that I think could do a lot of damage to maybe anyone but the Chiefs. And even the Chiefs kind of look vulnerable right now. They it took them a, a little bit before they took control against the the, the Las Vegas Raiders on, on Sunday. So I I just I really think that what the defense is doing, it's giving the Steelers a chance to compete in almost every game that they play right now.
1: Yeah, and think about um, this—you know, with with Cam Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick either being out or being less than than normal selves. Yeah. um, You know, uh, Cam Hayward had his first sack of the season today. Yeah. First sack in week eleven, or excuse me, in week twelve. Minka Fitzpatrick, who's probably going to be back next week, he Mm -hmm. hasn't produced a turnover yet. Yeah. So. You know, I don't know if Cam is ever going to get back to the the Cam we've seen in seasons past. I mean, it's a tough injury to come back from in season, but Mm -hmm. if just continue to play a little bit better, and if he can raise his level of play, and you know, once Fitzpatrick comes back, that he's going to start to you know get into a rhythm and and be that playmaking safety. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, your top three stars—it's not just a one-man show anymore. It's not the T.J. Watt show. It's the T.J. Watt plus Minka Fitzpatrick, plus yep. Kevin Howard yep. Show. So, um, yeah, that, that's really impressive, you know, what they've done, um, uh, you know, with the backups. And like I said, Fitzpatrick probably due back next week. Montrevius Adams maybe due back next week. I mean, both those guys were limited in practice next week. I mean, there, there's a chance that this uh, defense can get healthier and can get better um, over the final six weeks of the season. Uh,
0: it would be certainly a welcome to boost – uh, to the Steelers right now to see just some people getting healthy um at, at this at this point in the season. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there's been a one in one game where we've seen Mickey Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward, and TJ Watt play from start to finish. No. And if you had told someone that going into this season, you'd think the Steelers would be in a lot of trouble because typically those have been the guys that have carried this defense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You're you're correct because Cam got injured week one Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Minka went out early in the week that uh, Cam came back. So, yeah, I mean, it's just been, um, you know, one big, uh, you know, shuffling of the deck there for for that Steelers defensive coaching staff. And I, I think Terrell Austin deserves a ton of credit. I know they're not up there, Chris, in total defense. I know they have some issues from time to time um, with communication. But overall, when you look at it, what they've done, with the cards that have been dealt, it's, it's been really, really impressive.
0: I agree. I think that there's, there's there's stuff that goes into it, and you're even seeing some of the young young players, you know, contribute. Joey Porter Jr. Sure, you know, he got flexed on for one play by Jamar Chase, but outside of those two tip passes that were kind of like fluke plays that Jamar Chase caught, he had two passes for like 40 yards in this game. Yeah. That's not a whole lot and for Jamar and I know it's a backup quarterback but that's the guy that's supposed to t- supposed to open everything up for the Bengals offense and Joey Porter jr made him kind of not matter too much in, in this game you also have Nick herbig in this game, that sack that he had on Jake Bradley, where he broke loose and he was trying to buy time. How quickly he burst up and, ma- and made that play there. The Steelers continue to find answers from all sorts of different people. It's not just your typical superstars, you guys that you paid the big money to. It's from guys who are learning to play or adjusting to play uh, with, your, with your team. And I think that speaks a lot to the camaraderie and the culture that they're building right now inside that locker room.
1: Yep, and it's, you, you didn't mention Keanu Benton. I forgot, about you. your-
0: I forgot all about him
1: all those rookies have come on, right? There was a lot of criticism of that coaching staff in the first month of the season. Why aren't you playing uh, Porter? Why aren't you playing Benton? All three of those guys stepped up and and I thought had really good football games today. And I, you know, I haven't looked at the snap count yet, but you know, we might be at a point now where Nick Herbig, um, you know, plays more than Marcus Golden, Uh, just from the eye test. It Mm. seemed like Herbig Mm. was out there uh, more today. So We'll see what transpires over over the course of the rest of the season. But uh, that rookie class is looking really, really good. And specifically, those rookie defenders um, have stepped up and played really well lately.
0: Don't look now, but the other thing that looks good, the Steelers' playoff chances. And people might not have thought that a few weeks, maybe even last week after the loss to the Browns, but they're 7-4. and four. As we record this, they are, the, and I believe, going into this weekend, regardless of what happens on Sunday Night Football, we're recording this before Sunday Night Football has concluded, uh, they're the five seed in the playoffs right now. And their path to the playoffs involves a lot of things that I think work in their favor. We'll explain why that is and why also the AFC North division is not necessarily decided either. We'll talk about that here on the North Shore Drive podcast or the Pittsburgh Post because that Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato coming at you here. But first, I want to remind you that we're also brought to you by Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. They're the mess and its bestest lawyers with over 85 years of experience. Call them now for a free consultation. That's Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. We're also brought to you by GameTime.co. We're buying tickets to your favorite events. Shouldn't be stressful because GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. You ever had to buy tickets for an event and you're running up to the last minute, but you weren't sure what kind of tickets you get, so you're trying to look at scalp and you're like, oh, is this the ton of tickets I want? Don't ever do that. Go to GameTime. It's an app you can download right to your phone or go to a website called GameTime.co. And when you're there, you can look at the best prices and find amazing deals there while also seeing the view from your seats so that, you know, you're not getting scammed out at anything. So you're seeing everything in front of you. You're getting amazing prices. And they're so confident in those prices that they they promise you. A, a best price guarantee that can't be beat. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference of those prices. So snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PITTPIT for $20 off your first purchase I go to the website GameTime.co. Terms to get this supply, apply, create an account, and redeem code PITTPIT for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. We're back here on the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter, Ray Fidapato, talking talking all things Steelers here after their 16-10 win over the Bengals that advances them to seven and four. Now again, as we're recording this, the the Ravens and the Chargers are playing. The Chargers are up three nothing right now, but who knows how that game that, that game will end. The Chargers are a very weird team that nobody can figure out. Um, but uh, right now, the Steelers, Ray, when I when you look at these standings, they're right in the thick of everything, and their schedule. I think it's very favorable compared to some of the other opponents right now. The Steelers are seven and four. The only teams ahead of them are eight and three right now. The chiefs, Jaguars, dolphins, Ravens, all the division leaders are eight and three. They're seven and four. They have the tiebreaker over the Browns right now because they have a better divisional record. They they uh and then the Colts will be the seventh seed at six and five. Technically, the Texans and the and the Broncos would both be out of the playoffs right now at six and five because of tiebreakers with the Colts. The Bills, with their loss to the Eagles, they fall to six and six. They have games against the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Dolphins. That's a tough schedule. Even if they go two and one in that stretch, that's a seven loss season for them. Get, meaning they, they, the most they can win is t- is ten games. Meanwhile, you look at this Steelers schedule the, the rest the rest of the way, Ray. You got back to back home games where you're playing the the, the Cardinals at home, then a short week, and then you're playing the Patriots at home, and then you got the Colts on the road, and then you play the same Bengals team now in Pittsburgh and then you go to a Seattle Seahawks team that hasn't been impressive, you have five very winnable games, and then you play the Ravens on the road. This season could very well – they're only a game back of the Ravens, and if they end up tied with the Ravens and they beat the Ravens, they would have the chance to, 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 win, to win the division right there. Meanwhile, the Ravens, they have to play teams like they still have to play in Jacksonville in San Francisco against the Dolphins and all those games leading up to the Steelers game at the end of the season. This is an AFC North division that is still very much within the grasp of the Steelers. And that to me is fascinating for this team.
1: Yeah. That's why that loss to the Browns is going to, it's going to hurt. I mean, I, you know, we don't know how it's going to play out. They could come back and, and, and win the AFC North, but if they don't Chris people are going to look back on that Browns game and that's going to be the reason, but To your point, um, the AFC, I I don't know if the AFC is as advertised like we thought it was going to be before the season. Like the Chiefs aren't really the Chiefs with their offense. Um, You know, the Ravens have some warts, but it's extremely competitive and it's extremely close. And you look at all the records, you know, the number one seed could end up having five losses. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised um, if that happened and everybody else is going to be – Um, It's going to be a jumbled playoff picture until week 18. So it's going to be really exciting down the stretch. I I think it's great for Steelers fans, you know, after what happened last season, missing out on the playoffs. You know, I I saw a step before the game started. I think if they won today, Chris, which they did, obviously, Mm -hmm. their playoff chances would be 76%. Had they lost, they would have been 39%. So just a huge – a huge difference in, in just that win today. And, you know, they're they're taking advantage having that third place schedule. These other teams are, are kind of stumbling over themselves. You know, the bills can't figure it out. So, um, you know, the Steelers right now are in very good position, but, you know, they got to take care of business at home against the Cardinals and at home against the Patriots to, uh, you know, to continue to, to be in that position.
0: Yeah, I, they they absolutely have to take care, but they cannot afford. And these are two teams with each have nine or more losses. You cannot afford to actually. Do both these teams have ten losses right now? No, the, the the Patriots are two and nine. The Cardinals are two and ten. So yeah, nine or more losses right now, right now. You cannot afford to lose to either of those teams at home. And here's the other thing, Ray. Back to back, back to the Steelers specifically, then not just their playoff position, but if the offense figures it out in those two games, if they, these are two games you can find confidence in, you know, Kyler Murray and that offense, they're not figuring things out much for the Cardinals. The Patriots don't even know who's going to start a quarterback right, right now. Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones both look terrible. If you can find a rhythm on offense and the defense wins and you find confidence in those games, those can be good, good, good sort of situations where you find not only win those games, build confidence and carry that forward. Then all of a sudden, You're looking at the rest of your schedule and you're saying like, okay, now you have an offense that people really aren't prepared for because no one's seen the fully balanced version of the Steelers. You got the Colts and the Bengals after that. You got a chance to really build something here. And that's where I'm pointing at. Like, don't count the Steelers out from the from from the division race. Don't count them out of getting a really decent seed in these playoffs, because a lot of these top teams still have to play each other. The Ravens and the Dolphins and the Chiefs and all these other teams, I'm not saying that they're going to be the one seed but they might not just win the division. They might be like the two or three seed in this situation, but <laughs> them a more favorable playoff matchup at home, which the last time that they played a home playoff game was the 2020 game against the Browns.
1: Yeah, that would be huge. I mean, just looking at it, if you're a five, six or seven seed, you know, uh, you're, you're going to be playing a tough game on the road. But if you turn that around and you know, you're a two or a three seed and maybe, you know, the bills aren't in the playoffs. Um, who knows? Maybe the Texans don't get in playoffs. Maybe all of a sudden you get a favorable matchup and you can finally break that playoff drought. So, um, you know, who knows how it's going to turn out? But, you know, like we said, it, it's going to be an exciting final six weeks of the season here. I, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, the AFC is going to have um, some really influential games each and every week, and it's going to be fun to watch
0: absolutely tune in for all of it because it's going to be a great ride we have got you all season long here at the pittsburgh post gazette -gazette post-gazette.com to get all our written work ray thanks so much for joining me here on a late sunday night again we don't know the results of the ravens chargers game so excuse us uh for not having this on the monday episode of the north Shore drive podcast but we'll be back wednesday breaking things down and getting getting you looks after we've talked to mike tomlin how are the steelers looking Going into this week, will they get Minka Fitzpatrick back? All that and more here on the North Shore Drive podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, find all the written work at post-gazette.com. Find all our podcasts. Our day, We have daily shows coming out from multiple beats here. All our sports writers from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Monday through Friday, even on the weekends, uh, on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Subscribe to this channel. To get all of those episodes. Again, I'm back. When, I'm back actually tomorrow. Uh, for our Tuesday mailbag episode of Pitt. Now that football season's done, they fired Frank Signetti and basketball season is heating up. We'll talk all of that with Noah Hiles then back here Wednesday for the North Shore Drive podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you then right here with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all the sports coverage from the Post-Gazette that we have to offer, visit post-gazette.com. (laughs) we <laughs>